Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome to Laying the Points, a Vertibus podcast. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter, Adam Eaksta. My co-host is Action Network writer, Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter, at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how we doing? Yeah, going pretty well. Uh, didn't have anything to do today work-wise, so I've just been parked in front of my television slash computer screen for basically the last nine hours watching uh, The Masters. Yeah, that's really nice. Um Decent first day. I mean, we'll see. A lot still has to develop. It's, a lot of big uh, names on the leaderboard, though, which is always good. Yeah. It's a true four-day tournament. I mean, yep. it's going to be a nice uh, – it'll be a nice weekend. I'm hoping I, I can do some posting up. Um, we'll see. I mean, I know you know, I know my wife won't listen, so it's okay. I know she's working <laughs> Saturday morning, so we'll at least get some – we'll at least get some early holes in over the weekend. Yeah. And Take her to brunch on there. Sunday, and then – you know, be home in time for the leaders to tee off. Yeah, that's definitely the move. Got to just take it all in. Uh, but in addition to the Masters, we have uh, NBA playoffs starting up. So we wanted to come by and, uh, you know, give you guys our takes on the upcoming postseason action for basketball. We did this last year. Uh, definitely love breaking down the playoffs. So we're going to do that. And before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass by subscribing to the podcast homepage at rotoviz.com slash podcast. So, uh, you know, the playoff brackets are set. We had, uh, you know, almost every team basically took Wednesday off. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to get back to some some good hoops. I think uh, both of our respective new de- news desks will be a little less active, which is nice. I don't even have to work on the playoffs, so <laughs> I just got to be, I got to do the breakdowns and stuff, but they've, they release me, you know, my watch is over for, for, uh, for the news side of things at least. All right, there we go. Uh, so we're going to start off in the Eastern Conference and we'll start with the four or five matchups, Celtics against the Pacers. Uh, Celtics are seven to one favorites, Pacers plus 500. Uh, Matt, the Celtics have largely been a disappointment this season. Uh, they're expected to be without Marcus Smart for at least this series. You know, and if they advance, I think even his status in round two is in question. Yep. Uh, do you give the Pacers a chance at the upset? I don't think that this series is a foregone conclusion, but I think you have to side with the Celtics here. Um, three and one is the season series. The Celtics hold the edge. They have a better net rating than the Pacers. Uh, and the smart news is not a very big deal for me. Um, with smart on the court this season, the Celtics have a net rating of plus 4.8 position, uh, points per 100 possession. And off court, it's plus 4.2. So just a negligible difference. Um, the defense predictably is worse with smart off the court, but they make up for it because they're much better offensively, uh, which makes sense since smart is you know, really incompetent in terms of offensive basketball. So uh, the Pacers, good story this year. Wish Victor Oladipo was healthy. If he was, you know, if he had played the whole year, there's a good chance the Pacers could have, you know, finished higher than fifth in the East. Uh, And I would definitely give them a chance in the series, but just a little too much firepower on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I, I am certainly a Celtics hater. Uh, as the Knicks window is starting to open in my mind, uh, I definitely hate the Celtics more. Um, I kind of think that Indiana can compete here. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think five to one is decent value on this. If you just look at, uh, five player lineups this year with at least 200 minutes played, uh, Indiana does have a lineup without Oladipo that's played really well. Thad Young, uh, Tyreek Evans, Darren Collison, Bogdanovich, and uh, Miles Turner, plus 10.3 on 260 minutes. That's one of the top 10 lineups with at least 200 minutes. So pretty good. 
Um, now, obviously, their depth is a little, you know, is a little in question. The Celtics, even without Smart, certainly have more of it. But you know, in the playoffs, things definitely tighten up. I kind of think that Indiana is a tough matchup. I mean, they play really hard. Uh, I certainly think that inside, they're one of the few teams that uh, you know can do some things against Horford with Turner. Uh, so I think it'll be a pretty interesting series. Uh, the coaching edge, uh, certainly with Boston, um, I think in some ways you could argue that Smart being out kind of helps them in this series, just because uh, Indiana doesn't really have like a a go to guy. Like if they had Oladipo, you'd be saying, okay, like you know, Smart on Oladipo, that's what you want. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, all right, well, we're just going to improve the offense because Jalen Brown's going to play more, Terry Rogier's going to play more, uh, Gordon Hayward, hopefully the good Gordon Hayward is going to play more. So uh, I do think that Boston edges it out, but I, I think this series is going to end up going pretty deep. Yeah, and if you um, if you are interested in getting some exposure, there, I don't, I haven't seen the lines for them yet, but you can typically take like. I'm sure you can get the sell the Pacers plus a game and a half type of thing. Sure. So yeah. that and given the way the money line odds are laid out, that could definitely uh, still be like an appealing bet. I think that might be uh, a good way to to look at things. Um, but yeah, the Pacers they've been they've been very good. I mean, I'm not trying to knock them. Bogdanovich in particular has really taken a step forward this year, but. Well. Um, they just don't have the star power. You know, I think Kyrie Irving is going to be a little too much. Yeah, playoff Kyrie is definitely something to uh, they have to consider. I, I'm really hoping that they just lose in the first round and then he just comes to the to the Knicks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but, yeah, they do have the they do have series spread, since you asked. They have it on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get you can actually get Indiana plus a game and a half plus two thirty and plus two and a half games at even money. Ooh, so okay. I might look into that. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's move on to the next series. Uh, Sixers are minus 800. They are the three seed facing Brooklyn, the six seed, plus 550. Uh, obviously a lot to be said with what Brooklyn's accomplished this year. Uh, but the Sixers made you know a pretty big splash at the deadline. They acquired Tobias Harris. Do you believe that they will advance to their second straight Eastern Conference semi? Yeah, I do. Um <laughs> I like Brooklyn a lot, you know, like scrappy team, underdog type of team. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, basically, they have one lottery pick on this team, D'Angelo Russell, and they only got him because his previous team kind of gave up on him. So, you know, definitely like a gritty team. They got a lot of wings, Karis LeVert, maybe the best uh, three-point shooter in the league and Joe Harris. Uh, but the one thing that Brooklyn cannot do is defend centers and that's a problem when you're going up against the 76ers and Joel Embiid sure. I uh I think Embiid is just gonna eat them alive in this series and uh I think that you know the Eastern Conference playoffs are gonna be a little bit boring in the first round you know like we have a clear top four teams in the east so I think barring you know maybe the Pacers pulling out something like I think that the first couple of uh First series here in the East is going to be pretty much just set in stone. Yeah, totally with you on that. Um, I mean, to expand upon your point with Embiid, in the four games that they've played against Brooklyn this year, Embiid is averaging 30, 14, and 5. So he has pissed on them. Yeah, a lot um, of tinkles. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think they're really talented. I'm really excited to see the uh, to see the Sixers, honestly, because I do think that they have a chance. Like if they if they gel, I think their starters have only played like seven games together or something like that. Like they haven't gotten a ton of court time with all the dudes. Hashtag all the dudes. But when they're going, you know, if they get the most out of each guy, and it becomes a little less about like who gets the touches and more about just like everyone playing together, they have a chance to go pretty far because they are really talented. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see them play. I like, I like when Philly's good. I don't know. The Sixers are kind of a fun watch. So, trust the process. Oh, oh, I mean, we live by we live by the process. Sometimes, in my case, we die by the process, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I don't think that I'm not feeling nearly as confident in like Brooklyn pressuring them. I actually really wanted the Magic to get this matchup because I actually thought that Orlando could potentially push them. But uh, <laughs> all right, well, we can talk about the magic. I'm feeling the magic, Matt. 
But I don't know if I'm feeling against Toronto. We'll talk about that next. Uh, so Raptors against the Magic, you know, huge, huge favorites here for Toronto, minus 1,400. Orlando plus, 18, uh, plus 800. Sets up as a pretty big mismatch, Matt. Uh, any betting value here? I might look at the Raptors in like four or five games, potentially. Um, two I don't, to one. Two to one for a sweep. Yeah, I don't think that the... Uh, I don't think that the Magic are, are really going to pose much of a much of a challenge here, particularly if Vucevic is is out or limited. Um, they've been like a marginally worse team with him off the court this season. Pretty good with him on it, you know, better than you think. And then when he's off, it just turns to crap. Um, Jonathan Isaac also banged up, and the Raptors have just done a really good job, as always, of you know building their lineup. They've got a deep team. A lot of different ways that they can attack you, you know, particularly in the front court. They, they've they got three guys who are, you know, good players in Ibaka, Siakam, and, and Marcus Gasol, you know, Fred Van Vliet. They can go small. They can go big. Uh, I like this Toronto team quite a bit, and I don't think Orlando really is going to uh, pose much in the way of a challenge. Yeah, I mean, the Raptors have the two seed in the East, and that's with... Uh... Pretty much as little from Kawhi as you can get with him, like not getting injured all. Right. Maybe like the the multiple all the games that he's missed, and I think that they've been pretty smart about managing his minutes and stuff like that. Like so, you know, playoff Kawhi. You know, we haven't seen him in a while because of the disaster last year, but playoff Kawhi is a force to be reckoned with. So I uh, certainly have great respect for the Raptors. Again, like I. Would have really liked to have seen Orlando play Philly just because Philly is a little more uh, of an unknown. They're a little more helter-skelter, but Toronto is very well put together. They're very well coached. Uh, you mentioned the guys in the front court. I mean, Siakam has really, I mean, elevated his play is probably not even enough to say how good he's been. Um, yeah, seems like a lock for the most improved player award. Yeah, he's been exceptional. So they're in a position where... They can, like you said, they can match up with you in a lot of different ways. And, you know, as long as they can stay healthy in the backcourt, you know, hopefully Lowry is, is good to go, Van Fleet good to go. Um, but if those guys stay healthy, I think that they're going to be in really good shape this postseason. Yep, they rank third in net rating during the regular season. And their, you know, typical starting five of Lowry, Ibaka, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, and Siakam had a net rating of plus 8.3. So just a really solid team, um, you know, and they've got a lot lot to play for. So, you know, they need to make a deep run if they have any uh, chance of re-signing Kawhi, it sounds like. So I'm pulling for Toronto. Let's get one for the up north, guys. Oh, gosh. Well, supposedly it's just miserable. Like I, the Chris Bosh the Chris Bosch interview on Simmons, just like – kind of opened my eyes to some of the Toronto stuff. Like he's just like, you're just always like in and out of customs and you're just always flying. And it's just, he made it sound like pretty terrible. Now, obviously that's a guy that, that that's left Toronto. So he has nothing, no reason. But to say Drake, bit, dude. But yeah. Drake T dot. <laughs> you got Drake sitting courtside. It don't get better than that. The Drake let's go. Jeff is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, the 1-8 matchup, again, you mentioned, Matt, the East is kind of a snooze in the first round. I mean, this is the ultimate snooze. Yeah. Uh, Pistons backdoor their way in. I mean, I shouldn't say backdoor. They almost they almost lost out. But uh, they managed to get into the playoffs. They're humongous dogs. The Bucks, if you if you have the money laying around, Matt, they're 10,000 to uh, minus 10,000. And uh, Detroit plus 2,000. So, uh, you know, Pistons just got in here. Can they put any level of a scare into the Bucks? Uh, that's going to be a no dog. Uh, <laughs> really, the only question here is, is there any value in betting them to sweep or to win in five? Um, what I'm looking at, you get slightly more juice, slightly better odds, I should say, if you pick them to sweep. So I think that's what I'm looking at. Uh, I don't want to go too heavy into my Bucks stuff because, spoiler alert, this will be a Bucks heavy show for me. But uh, I just really like this team. I love the way they play. I love their roster. And uh, I certainly don't think that the Detroit Pistons are going to pose any problems here. No. Uh, especially since Blake isn't even full go. Got to have Blake. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, it's interesting. The <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because uh, 
like uh, this is like a good evidence of, of shopping around for the best price because on DK, it's uh, plus money to take the five-game series. And you just mentioned that it's you're better off getting uh, the sweep. Like I know on FanDuel, it's, it's plus 180 to go with the sweep. Right. So you can you definitely want to shop around. These prices are like really, really loose uh, and they fluctuate a lot. Book the book. All right, let's get into let's get into the West because I think actually the West first round could be pretty decent. Yeah, a um, lot of lot of interesting series out west in my opinion. Yeah, so we got uh, the four or five is Rockets and Jazz. The Rockets are four to one favorites. They had a you know a shot to be as high as the two seed, but they lost that game against OKC late earlier this week. Um, so now they're the four or five against Utah. Uh, the Western Conference playoffs are expected to be much more competitive, with the exception of the Warriors. Are either of these teams giving you uh, some value to bet? They were they were two two in the regular season against each other. Yeah, uh, this really all comes down to what you think about Houston. Um, you know, I love the Jazz. I think that the Jazz are you know perennially underrated because they're kind of a boring team to watch and they don't have like a quote unquote star. Sure. Yeah. Even though Rudy Rudy uh, Gobert is a star. He just doesn't score a ton of points. Um, but like, if you look at their net rating this year, they were fourth behind just the Bucks, Warriors, and Raptors. Um, their main lineup with Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, um, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and then either Derek Favors or Jay Crowder. I mean, both were both were very good. The the lineup with Crowder was a little bit better, but those lineups are both like up there in terms of net rating, you know, for lineups that have played heavy minutes this season. So I really like Utah. I think them getting, you know, plus 500 is probably a bit heavy. But that said, the Rockets have pretty much been world beaters since the All-Star break. Like if you look, they've averaged offensively in particular 117.9 points per 100 possessions. And they've posted a net rating of uh, plus 11.1. Uh, you know, their main five-man lineup of Paul Harden, Gordon, Tucker, and Capella has also been very good. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Rockets deserve to be favored. Uh, I do think, though, that, again, like five plus 500 might be just a little bit too much here for the Jazz. Um, when they have, you know, their best lineup on the court, they can play with anybody. Yeah, it's like one of those things where I feel like it's too much, but also I'm kind of afraid to bet. You know, um, the spread line, by the way, is not nearly as friendly. Like, even though the line is the same as a couple of those other series we mentioned, Utah plus a game and a half is minus 106. So I, I on, on DK. So I, the books, I think, are expecting this to be somewhat close. Um, I tend to think that this is going to go a little longer. Uh, I the, it, the Rockets are a really interesting test case because obviously they've they've played really well uh, overall. But the James Harden thing in the playoffs has been so interesting. And in this year in particular where he's just been so valuable to them, um, I, I, I wonder like if, and if or when he's ever going to run out of gas, especially as the games kind of slow down a little bit and it's not as, as, as fast-paced. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, do you think that Harden has been kind of just like unlucky or do you think he's just not a good playoff performer? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that he definitely gets worn down the deeper into the playoffs you go. But it's not like he's been a bum either. Like, they beat the Timberwolves in five last year, and they beat the Jazz in five last year. And they could have beaten the Warriors with a little bit better injury luck and a little bit better shooting luck. Like, this team very easily could have been, you know... NBA Finals champs last year, and then what are we saying about James Harden? So, sure. uh, my philosophy is like you can't win the big game until you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, like remember all the way back, LeBron had the knock of he couldn't close in the fourth quarter, and that narrative is just absolutely ridiculous in hindsight. So, um, I'm not, I'm not knocking Harden based on his past playoff performances. That said, I don't think that this this Houston team is as good as it was last year. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you get the the extra year of Chris Paul 
Like that's the biggest thing. Right. And, and, they, and they don't have Trevor Ariza anymore. Right. The peripheral players are not nearly as good. So, I mean, they've gotten, I mean, uh, granted, it cannot, it cannot be understated, like what they've gotten out of these guys who, like literally just off the scrap heap. Um, you know, guys like Ken Fareed and, uh, the Newell House. Yeah, like who are like you know you're kind of just like who are some of these guys? I mean, I've always been a Fareed guy, but yeah. it's kind of interesting that he's playing, like he's shooting some threes for them now. Like pretty interesting. I was expecting Shumpert to be a bigger factor for them post trade deadline, but uh, he really hasn't done very much. I mean, Austin Rivers has been good for them off the bench, so yeah, they have Shumpert guys. really big for them they against just, guys who play offense. Exactly. If they like, they have a lineup that if this series is going to turn into a shootout. They can go, you know, with the Gerald Greens of the world, but they don't have that like lockdown defense that they had last year at times. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's not a bad matchup for them for that, but it's uh, it, I think it should be a good series. I, I want all the West series to go pretty deep because I think they're good. All right, Matt, I I I wonder if we're gonna be on the same page here because Portland is plus one thirty against Oak City, uh, the rare series where the home you know, the team with the home court advantage is a dog is portland being disrespected here um yeah they're being disrespected a little bit i mean i'm never like a guy who is big on the blazers like i feel like i picked them to finish you know like eighth in the west or worst basically every year and every year they just pop up in the top half um damian lillard you know like bona fide superstar as good as advertised like probably maybe his best year this year uh, the big thing is is the injury to Nurkic. You know, that's just such a huge cog to remove from this team. You know, they do have Enos Cantor to fill his shoes, but... Enos. Not, <laughs> not even remarkably the same player. You know, certainly on the defensive end, he can't do what Nurkic does. And he's not the same level of, like, playmaker as Nurkic either. Um, the Thunder also dominated this series during the regular season. They went 4-0. Uh, so I do think that the correct team is favored here. I mean, the Thunder, when we did our um, NBA future show around, you know, midseason, we both said that we thought that they were the second best team in the West. So the big thing is, is the health of Paul George. He has not looked like himself so much recently. Um, but I still think that when healthy, that team is is on paper just as good as, you know, anyone in the West outside of Golden State. So... Uh, I like the Thunder. Um, even without home court, I think that they they are going to advance here. I like Portland. I, I'm. I think that this is the this is the right draw for them. Like I I know that we like OKC, but you mentioned the George thing. I mean, I kind of think that he's just hurt. Like I, I'm not really sure when when or if that's going to kind of revert itself. Um, I worry about playoff Russ. Playoff put the team on my back, Russ. It's not it's not necessarily what we want. Um, and certainly like Portland not having Nurkic is big. I mean, he's, he's in all their like top scoring lineups, but I do think that Cantor can at least replicate what they were getting on the offensive side to a certain extent. He is going to rebound. Right. He can score and he can board. Like those are known facts with Enos Cantor, but there's a reason that like every team that, that employs him ends up moving on or loses, <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more worried about that than than it sounds like you are. Well, I, I just think that the shooting, I think the shooting is just big edge Portland, and I, that I think is going to matter a lot. Like I, the Thunder don't have any shooters. Like they have when Paul George is healthy, like he's kind of their their go to guy. Um, but they don't have they don't have the three point shooting that Portland does, and I think that that with the home court. I think is going to make an impact. I mean, uh, obviously you mentioned the se- the season series was a, a total sweep by Oak, uh, Oak City. So uh, clearly didn't matter in the regular season. But I don't know. I just think the playoffs is a little bit of a different game. And uh, it's not like a huge – it's not a huge spread. I mean, it's plus 130. It's not like it's plus 200 or something like that. But I do think that Portland is uh, being a little undervalued here. Really, I'm I'm also a very big Dame Lillard fan, so maybe that's just kind of skewing how I view this. And that's fair. I mean, Dame Lillard, like I said, is is awesome. Um, I I agree with you on the shooting factor for Oklahoma City. Like when they were at their best during the middle of the season was when Terrence Ferguson was 
providing like a legit shooting threat on the outside and, and making, you know, over 40% of his three point attempts. Um, that has not happened as the season has progressed. He's down to just 36.6% on the season. So that's a definite issue. But again, like I just, the Nurkic thing is just huge for me. The Blazers with Nurkic off the court this season, uh, have a net rating of negative 2.5. So, yeah, I just think it's a, I just think it's a lot to ask, you know, for this team to, to beat a, a good Thunder team without him. All right. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Um, let's move on to Denver and the Spurs. Denver minus 200 here. A little thin, especially compared to the... Uh, the two seven in the East, uh, Pop and the Spurs plus one seventy. Now the Nuggets have been one of the best teams in basketball this season. They're only short favorites here against the Spurs. Um, who are you backing here? And I mean, honestly, my question when I see this is is how much of this spread, like how much of this uh, valuation, is just based on Pop, and how much of it is based on the quality of the two teams? I think that people are a little bit uh, scared of the Nuggets right now. You know, they have not played their best basketball to end the season here. I think that that is playing into the line more than anything else. I mean, all respect to Pop, he is he is the GOAT. But that team's still, outside of DeRozan and, and Aldridge, pretty pretty devoid of talent. Um, the Nuggets got exactly what they wanted here, right? Like, they kind of finagled their results at the end of the season so that both Golden State and Houston are on the opposite side of the bracket. So no excuses for them. Like they need to make it to the Western conference finals this year, or this season has been a disappointment in my opinion. Um, I do think that minus 200 is a little too short for them. I like the Spurs and I do think that Popovich can push, you know, Aldridge and DeRozan a little bit harder than he did during the regular season. Now that they're in the playoffs, but the nuggets have just been so good all year. And I think that, they're being just slightly undervalued right now because of how they closed the season. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I don't think that they like I, I don't think that the Nuggets are playing their best basketball right now, but I still think that they're extremely talented. I mean, Jokic is one of the best players in the whole league. Uh, you know, Murray is a great heat check guy. And when he's on, he's going to be if he's on for an extended period of time, he's going to be really dangerous in the playoffs. Uh, they just have so many ways that they can beat you on offense. So, I mean, the the Spurs not really being a great offensive basketball team, especially since they don't shoot threes, like that kind of plays right into the Nuggets' hand uh, defensively. And, you know, you mentioned it. The Nuggets have the draw that they want. They have all the motivation in the world here to play their best basketball. They can go really far. Um, I don't know. I kind of just think that, like, when sometimes when you're on top, and you're a bit of a young team like Denver is, you have a tendency to kind of just slack at the end of the season. Like you're just kind of anxious for the playoffs and you know, now they're here. So I'm hoping that they kind of just bounce back. Yeah. The one thing that I do like about um, the Nuggets in particular is Paul Millsap has been playing like really well since over the second half of the season. I think that he uh, gives this lineup, you know, like another, legitimate option because that's the thing about the Nuggets right like top to bottom their roster might have as much talent as any non-warrior squad in the league you know they have like a legit 10 plus guys that they can count on to put on the court and not like piss their pants but they they only have the one guy in Jokic who you feel confident is gonna you know provide night in night out and even he is a little hit or miss um, so they need Millsap to be like that, you know, 1B or 1C type of option behind 
Jokic and, and Jamal Murray. All very fair. Uh, let's get to the one eight Warriors mega faves minus fifty thousand against the Clippers. Uh, you know, Clippers have been a great story. Uh, them making the playoffs has been has been excellent, especially with trading away uh, some quality pieces. But they are obviously huge dogs here. Uh, is this a speed bump here for the Warriors? You heard it here first, Anthony. The Los Angeles Clippers will lose to the Golden State Warriors. This is incredibly bold. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not at. This is probably the least bullish I've been on the Warriors in the past five years. Um, you know, so you're you're not going to bet the Warriors to sweep at plus ten at plus ten thousand? Sweep the whole playoffs? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I can't bet that. Um, I mean, that is kind of tempting, but no, like I think that they have some. There are, there are scenarios where they do not win the title this year, in my opinion. Sure. Like yeah. last year, even when they were down 2-1 to the Rockets, or 3-2 to the Rockets, I should say, I never felt like they were losing, you know? Um, and then certainly once they got to the, to the finals, it was, it, it was a straight wrap. Like this year, they have, they're going to face a challenge from the Eastern Conference team, whoever it may be. And, they're going to face challenges potentially from Houston and then Denver. So, like, they have a real potential uh, walk ahead of them here. But the, it does not start with the Clippers. Like, as good as the Clippers have been, as, as impressive as they've been at times, um, I love Lou Williams. He's probably going to win sixth man of the year again. And if he doesn't win it, then maybe Montrez Harrell should. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like the Clippers a lot, but no. They just they can't beat the Warriors. Yeah, no, I mean I don't think so either. I do hope that they get some dudes though in the off season because they have a fun team. They're definitely players for Kawhi. I think that they are probably the favorites for Kawhi. Nice. All right, well that wraps up the individual series wagers. Let's just kind of talk about Eastern Conference. Uh, just to win the conference, we got Bucks plus one sixty five, Raps plus two twenty. Sixers plus 260, Celtics plus 300, and then uh, Pacers, Nets, Magic, Pistons, they're all plus 5,000 or worse. Uh, who's your pick to represent the East, Matt, and is, is there anyone that you're interested in betting? Yeah, I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm betting them for sure. Um, I like them a lot better around the All-Star break or, or slightly prior. It was a little more jumbled, you know, the, the Celtics mm-hmm. were still, you know, like the second best odds and... It was considered more of a coin flip. Now the Bucks have emerged as like definitive favorites to make it out of the East, but it's incredibly deserved. They are the best team in basketball in terms of net rating. They rank fourth in offensive efficiency and first in defensive efficiency. And the scary part is that they have done that without asking a ton out of Giannis this season. Like even he's though playing, he's like thirty-two minutes a game or something, right? Like that, right? He's the likely MVP, but. He's winning. He's playing thirty-two point eight minutes per game. Um, no one, only other, only Chris Middleton, besides Giannis, averages more than twenty-nine point one minutes per game. So they have a lot, uh, you know, of leeway in terms of they can ramp up minutes for their their better players. They've they've employed a deep rotation basically all season, and now that the playoffs are here. They can lean on their best players. So I think that this team has room to be even better than they've been during the regular season. Uh, I love Coach Bud. I love the offense that he's installed. They play great defense. Uh, I am very, very uh, bullish on the Minnesota, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> now, we didn't mention this in the breakdown, but, uh, you know, Miritich is still not really a lock. Like, don't care. To, play, to play week one like would you just would you just sit him for the series i mean they don't really they probably don't really need him yeah i mean him and brogdon both uh are probably not going to play uh i mean brogdon it sounds like he's getting closer but yeah i i would not i would not play them until um they were fully ready i mean the the core of Giannis, middleton bledsoe and brooke lopez yeah, still very good. Should be more than enough to take care of the Detroit Pistons. So, um, I would consider resting them for sure, and then you know reevaluating once you get to the second round. 
All right, yeah, no, I totally vibe with that. Um, I mean, I'm with you on the Bucks being the best team, uh, but I, I'm honestly probably not going to bet them. Like, I, I don't know if I want to bet anyone because I, I just think that those top three teams, it wouldn't really surprise me. Like, I just think that there's a path to any of those teams being very good. Like, obviously, the Bucks are already very good. Um, they're they're going to ramp up the minutes for a bunch of their good players, like you said. Uh, but like the Raptors getting the the most out of Kawhi. I think makes them very interesting. And like yes. I said before, with the Sixers, like if Jimmy Butler just goes back to playing basketball and, and not like shit talking all the time. And <laughs> like if they if they just like gel, if these four guys really gel and you know, Reddick shoots the ball well, you know, like there's there's a path, I think, for all three of those teams to make it. And I don't really feel like the betting market is giving me a lot of like any real edge here. Right. Like, I think it's I mean, very appropriately priced. The good news is that the Bucks will only have to play one of those teams. Yeah. While the other two will more than likely have to play both. So, totally. um, but yes. And, and one other thing that people have used as a knock against the Bucks is the lack of big game experience. Yeah, who cares? Uh, I mean, I, I do buy that. Like, I do buy that you kind of have to be there before you can really get over the top. But I think this might be the rare team that is just, that talented and i mean Giannis seems to be the type of guy that is just game you know what i'm saying like he just yeah. seems ready to go grew up in the, the streets of greece be... baby <laughs> yeah i don't think the stage is going to be too big for him so give me the bucks plus 165 i love it all right cool um so in the west uh, a lot more heavily slanted towards one particular dominant team uh warriors are minus 335 to come out of the west uh, plus 600 are the Rockets, plus 900 for the Nuggets, Thunder plus 1100, Spurs plus 3300, and then Blazers, Jazz, Clippers all uh, 40 to 1 or longer. I mean, can anyone beat the Warriors, Matt? That's like the prevailing question for the last like four years. Yeah, I mean, the answer is probably no here. Um, I don't like their odds at minus 335. I think that that is um, that's Sorry. too steep in me, for my in my opinion, but. The fact that the Rockets have, like, a tough walk, you know, like, they're plus 600, but theoretically are going to have to go through the Jazz the, and then the Warriors and then the Nuggets. Like, that's a lot to ask of a team. Um, I think that the, the Nuggets at 900 are the, the second most appealing choice here behind the Warriors. And if you want a real long shot, I wouldn't hate the Jazz at 40 to 1. I mean, they, they have the same road as the Rockets, but if they get past the Rockets, you know, like, I think that they can potentially give the Warriors a series. Like, I'm a big fan of the Jazz. I think that they are maybe, like, the fifth or sixth best team in basketball. So, I think getting them at 40-1 to 1 is pretty tempting. But, again, I, I will admit that it's going to be very, very difficult for them to win, you know, three grueling series in the West. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like every time we doubt the Warriors, they just like piss on someone. Like it's like, oh, the Nuggets have the the Nuggets are the one seed, and then like the Warriors play the Nuggets and they win by like thirty. Like yeah, I mean that's the narrative. It's like when you when they want to, they can flip the switch. Where are you on Boogie as a positive or a negative? Uh, I really, I think he's more of a positive than a negative. I don't buy the huge distraction thing, but like at the same time, I want the Warriors to still be the Warriors. I want them to be, you know, whipping the ball around the court. I want them to be, you know, shooting threes. And when Boogie is working as a part of that system, he's like a better version of Draymond Green. But if they're going to be feeding him post touches, then that's when it becomes a negative um, he's obviously, I don't worry about the technical foul issue or him being mm. a distraction in the locker room. Like if that was going to be an issue, that would have been an issue already. Yep. Just, just as a frame of reference, uh, the Warriors d- lineup of Durant, Curry, Clay, Draymond and Looney first in net rating, uh, with lineups over 200 minutes or at least 200 minutes, eight, uh, plus 18.7. And then also in the top five of that list is the same lineup with uh, Boogie instead of Looney plus 12.6. Right. So they are I mean, uh, very that's dominant. The, that's the thing about Boogie is that you're probably never going to see that Looney lineup in the playoffs. Right. So, um, 
maybe if if you're looking for a negative, that would be it. But yeah, no, like they're they're awesome. the The big things that can derail them, in my opinion, are boredom. Not even that. Like it's <laughs> it's just the distraction of KD leaving and that being like the worst kept secret in basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, if they had already boiled over with him and Draymond one time, like if anything is going to derail them in the West, that's what's going to be it. Like there's going to be like a full fledged mutiny. <laughs> like if times get tough, like let's say they do match up with the Rockets again and they do fall into a little bit of a hole. Like is Draymond Green just going to curse Kevin Durant out in the locker room? <laughs> well, I hope so. Like definitely, definitely I'm not taking that scenario off the table. Um, so yeah, I, again, like I, I think there are more possible deterrents this year to the Warriors than there were last year or two years ago. But I, I still think that their biggest challenge is going to come in the finals. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. Uh, to win the title, the Warriors are minus two ten. Uh, the Bucks are plus seven hundred. Raps plus a thousand. Rockets plus eleven hundred. Sixers plus twelve hundred, Celtics plus sixteen hundred, Thunder twenty five to one, and Nuggets thirty to one. Uh, there's, you also have the option to bet the field plus one fifty to beat the Warriors, which I do think is actually somewhat attractive. Um, but who's your pick to win the title, Matt? And where do you think the betting value is? Yeah, so I do think that the field value is pretty interesting. Um, you know, because you get all the teams, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> that's how the field works. Um, but I don't want all the teams. I just want one team. Is it the Bucks? And that team is the Milwaukee Bucks. Books. I just think that if we, like, for, forget what you know about the Warriors, right? Which obviously is hard to do. But <laughs> just look at the numbers and tell me why the Bucks are this big of an underdog to them. Like, I don't see it. I, you can make a case that the Bucks have the best player in the series. They've been the better team during the regular season. They have home court in a potential series. They have the can, best record. They, right. They can lean on Giannis for 40 minutes a game because he's 23 years old and possibly an alien. Like, I I really love the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think that we're ever going to get a chance to back a team this good again at 7-1. to one. Um, Now, granted, you're not as confident as me that they're going to make it out of the East. But I just, I, it just feels like this is too low for them. I mean, they're that good. Like they're again, they're top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. I don't think any other team in basketball can say that, including the Warriors. Mm. And historically, teams that hit both of those thresholds win the title. So I am, I am really heavily leaning into the Bucks. Uh, I think seven to one up for them to win the title is too thin. I would probably bet them down to, you know, five to one, maybe even four to one. Right. Uh, I, no, love... I mean, that's I thought pricing wise that that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I love this team. So uh, the reason that I like that bet more than the field is I just don't see any other team besides them really being the ones to knock them off. So why wouldn't I just take the extra equity? Yeah, well, and I think that even if like. It's not just like it's not just who beats the Warriors, it's who wins the title. Right. Like if if the Rockets or one of these other teams like beats the Warriors, like I I don't think that they would beat the Milwaukee. Like I think Milwaukee would maybe not mop them, I guess would be too strong, but I think that Milwaukee would be a, a favorite. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So I mean there's a lot of ways I think to get action on this. Um I'm with you on the Bucks. I mean, I think that if you're gonna bet a team, like honestly, like other than taking the field, like just pick like the three teams you think have the best chance to win the title and just bet those teams. Right. And that's it would still come out ahead. Yeah. Um, so I'm cool with doing that. Uh, I mean, but if you just look at how the odds match up, like the Bucks were plus 165 to win the East, a very tough East, uh, and then plus 700 to win the title, like that's kind of pricing the Bucks as like a four to one dog to the Warriors. And I don't really agree with that. So I think from that perspective, I think I would, I would like Milwaukee here as well. Fear um, but, the deer. Oh, gotta fear the deer. But there's there's so many ways to get action on this. Like, uh, you know, if you're very confident in the Bucks just making it, uh, you can you can take Warriors and Bucks as the finals matchup, and it's plus three twenty on DK. Tasty. Uh, yeah, I think that's actually uh, 
one of my favorite bets. Like I think that's that's potentially very lucrative. So I, I like that. Um, and then there's like a bunch of these uh, like specials, Matt. And I, I'm gonna. I, this is not in the outline. I'm gonna just run this down on you right Let's now. Let's go. I love a good special. Um, but I'm I'm big into the specials. I mean, the special bets I think are probably sucker bets, but I, I think that they're fun anyway. So there's a few of them. So uh, any player to score over 49 and a half points in a game, yes, is plus 225. No, I say any no. any team to come. I think I agree. Any team to come back from being down 19 and a half points or more to win, yes, is actually minus 143 here. Yeah, definite yes. Ben, this is it gets fun quick. Ben Simmons to make a three pointer in any game. Hard no. yeah. <laughs> they won't let you bet no. Yes is yes is nine to one. Uh, <laughs> uh D'Angelo Russell to score over nineteen and a half points in every playoff game he starts. So I mean theoretically this could be as few as four games. Um but yes is plus six fifty. I think that's that's got some pretty appealing odds. Uh, you know, six and a half to one. Uh, Russell is definitely going to be involved. You know, he's like he's going to be the Nets' option A in the playoffs. Um, I, I would I would give a long hard look to the yes there. I mean, I'm just pulling up his game log right now, but he has scored at least 19 points in each of his last six games. Then he had 13 and one. And then prior to that, he did it in one, two, three, four, five straight games. So he's done it in 11 of his past 12 games. I, yeah. I like that bet, actually. Yeah, that's tantalizing. Uh, especially if you think that they're going to shorten the rotation a little bit in the playoffs. Because they, they do play a lot of guys. True. Uh, Giannis, to double-double in every game that he starts, is uh, plus 2,000. Now, they're, they're going to play so many games that this is kind of tough. Yeah, that, but, that, uh, one's, that one's probably a no. I mean, there will be a game where he doesn't hit the double-digit rebound mark. Now, what about this? Giannis to score over 24.5 points in every game that he starts. Yes is plus 4,000. Yeah, that's another no for me, unfortunately. It's a no for me, dog. You know, though, I would expect probably in the first series that there will be one game where they just crush Detroit and Giannis plays like 26 minutes. Yeah, that's true. James Harden to score over 29 and a half points in every game that he starts. That's it. First of all, the fact that this even exists is ridiculous. Uh, but yes, it's plus uh, 1,400. I would take a gamble on that. I, I mean, mean, 14 to 1 for the guy that's averaging like 36 and a half points a game. <laughs> right. And they're going to lose to the Jazz in the first round. So he, hey. only, he only has to do it in seven games max. <laughs> uh Joel Embiid to score over 24 and a half points in every playoff game he starts. Uh yes is plus 2000. Uh, that's a no. Yeah, that's it. That's scratchy. And then I mentioned this to you before, but the Warriors to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs. Yes is plus 10,000. I I kind of want to just put a dollar on it just, <laughs> just just in case. Hey, they went 16 and 1 that one year, but yeah. Again, like even if they they swept through the West, which I don't think will happen, they run into the the juggernaut Milwaukee Bucks. They're at least gonna drop a game to them. So, yeah. I, it's definitely yeah. a tempting bet considering how good they can be at times. But I don't think you're going to win it. All right, so it sounds like the Russell bet is the is the special that we're considering the most here, plus six fifty. Yeah, I mean, and they price that one, you know, not as aggressively as the other ones, which is a sign to me that they, they are at least slightly worried about it. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, I, I thought that was a nice little thing to, to, to smooth yeah, that was fun. Any, uh, anything else you want to talk about regarding the postseason? I'm sure we'll check in at some point. Uh, playoffs are obviously very long, so. Yeah, my favorite thing about betting the postseason series is, is if you do feel a conviction on a team and they lose their first game, that's a great time to buy in on them. Oh, yeah. You know, like we we've mentioned a few teams that we like, but the prices are a little bit too steep. If they if they drop a game unexpectedly game one, that's a great time to buy it. Like, let's say you do like Houston, but you don't want to bet the minus 400. Maybe see if the Jazz can steal game one and then look to buy in then. You know, like I I think that waiting and playing the lines uh, is is very profitable in the long run. Totally agree. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, it's basically just live betting with 
more time, yes. you know? <laughs> like, so I, uh, I definitely endorse that. Um, and I'm excited for a good postseason. I mean, I, last year the postseason was pretty profitable, actually. Uh, in, in terms of betting, I thought we did pretty well. So hopefully we, we can uh, well. run it back. You know, I, we had the Jazz last year in round one. Now, granted, I think they were only like plus 120, maybe plus 150, something like that. But Hey, uh, plus is plus. Plus is plus. And it was like a similar type series, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, like comparable-ish. Yep. <laughs> and we had uh, we had the Pelicans also, I'm pretty sure. You had the Pelicans. Uh, oh. We both had the Celtics. And then you rode the Celtics, I think, in every round. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ride them till they buck, baby. You know what? You still won money on that bad boy. So, yep. all right. Well, we'll keep it rolling this year, um, and we'll check in. We'll check in periodically on this. So, uh, good luck betting this postseason. Be sure to check in for all of our, you know, latest playoff pods and other shows that we'll do. And uh, you know, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcast app is, and we'll be back shortly. Uh, so, good luck out there betting for Matt Lamarca. I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Fear the deer. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader. You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as Terbukins. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Terbukins are fictitious and should not be cooked at home.